Amen. You can be seated. Mike, come on up, bud. have it so easy. I mean, their lives are fun, simple, and, and so rewarding. Sometimes I wish, instead of being the dad, I, I wish I was the mom. Ah, another day of pedicures, reading my magazines, and making myself beautiful. This is the life. Be nice to your mother. If I eat this, I'm gonna throw up. Mom, I said I'm gonna throw up. No. Mom, I think I'm gonna be sick too. You're amazing. No, seriously. You do it. I'm at a loss for words. Kids, come here. Get in here. Hug your mother. Tell her you love her. We're in the presence of greatness. Not now. Dad's on a roll. This is God's greatest creation, kids. You're smushing my face. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. Because I don't say thank you enough. I mean, the truth is, I don't deserve you. We don't deserve you. And one day is, is not enough to honor you. We, 
We should honor you every day. But how do we say thank you to the woman that means the world to us? I know. We're going to go right now and get you that vacuum cleaner you've had your eye on. <laughs> no. Don't speak. This time, we're going name brand, baby. Come on, kids. Let's go make your mom's dreams come true. There's nothing to that being a mom stuff, is there? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you, that's, that's great stuff. Uh, well, happy Mother's Day. And uh, uh, I would like for our mothers to stand, and I want to have a word of prayer uh, in honor of you today. Would you do that, please, right now with our moms? Please stand. Thank you very, very much. Father in heaven, oh, we're so grateful. For these women with such strength and dignity, the raising up of the next generation, the nurturing, the teaching, the serving that goes on, how that your kingdom is multiplied from generation to generation, and how we are so blessed in our particular church family for such great servants and teachers and leaders in our homes. Thank you, Father. And we do honor our mothers today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Be seated, please. That's right. Also want to honor uh, one other couple. Herb and Tina Jones have been married uh, 60 years. Stand up, guys. It's okay. Stand up. All you young couples, that's how you do it. Great job, Tina. Uh, no, no, just kidding. Uh, what, a, what a blessing. What a blessing. Well, I thought, what am I going to preach on Mother's Day? You know, uh, we've got several of those Mother's Day sermons back through the files, Al. And so thought about the, what to share. And I, I got to think, what's the most important thing about preaching on Mother's Day? Well, it's getting you out early to go to the restaurant. <laughs> right? So, uh, or at least out early for muffins and stuff we have out in the foyer there and then, and to uh, have a great day together. So turn to Proverbs chapter 31. This is typically the chapter that a lot of people go to when they talk about, uh, uh, moms and wives. Uh, except they probably don't go to the section that I'm going to. We typically preach from verse 10 on through the rest of the chapter about a noble woman. And there are a lot of great things about that there. But we are going to be uh, working out of Proverbs 31 verses 1 through 9. And so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Let's just start by reading this text and then we will kind of talk through it a little bit. Okay. Uh, 
Now, I'm reading out of the NIV. What's on the screen is the NIV, and yet there's a little difference because this is like a 1980-something version. So, uh, if you see a few words different, you'll understand why, okay? The sayings of King Lemuel, an oracle his mother taught him. O my son, O son of my wound, O son of my vows, or my prayers, sometimes some versions say, do not spend your strength on women, your vigor on those who ruin kings. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer, lest they drink and forget what the law decrees and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Give beer to those who are perishing. Wine to those who are anguished. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. For the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. Let's talk about this section. Here's a mom that gives this king some advice. King Lemuel. Now, we don't really know who this guy is. Or who she is. Now some think that this is really King referring to King Solomon. Which if it is, it's kind of interesting because Bathsheba would have been the mom giving the advice. Which kind of would be a great turnaround in her life, would you not say? I mean, think about that. But this mom is going to tell this king, this leader of a country, here's some advice. Here's some things you need to understand to be successful in your life. And so you, you have those kind of things, right? Your mom gave you some advice, right? You know, like before you go out, you know, guys, be sure and wear clean underwear because you might, what? You might get in a wreck and then they got, you know, and all this kind of stuff happens, right? Okay. Or uh, uh, my mom's advice on, on warnings, she had a few warnings, like like if I did something wrong or she thought I was going to, it, it was this. I'm going to ring your jaws like a dinner bell. Well, that was her saying. And you don't want that to happen. Just let me, let me say that for sure. Other advice she would have to us and my brothers is take that where? Outside. Whatever you were doing inside, you got to take that outside. And so we've all had advice from our, our moms. And, uh, uh, and we understand they're there to give us advice. That's what they do. Uh, I like how this mom does it, though. This mom doesn't walk into the room screaming and yelling and hollering and making demands. She starts out very personal. Look what she says. She says what? My son. It's my son. It's very personal. And, and you know, we need to hear that from our... Uh, there's something good, by the way, kids, about hearing that from your parents, Right? Moms and dads, we need to say, that's, that's my child. You know, sometimes we'll say that to other people, my child did this, my son did that. But we need to be told that ourselves. If my mom tells me, oh, hey, you're my son, and, and, and I've got some things to share with you. There's something good about that. And then she says, the son of my womb, I am attached to you. It's kind of like that saying, I brought you into this world, and what? I can take you out. <laughs> You're mine. 
personally, physically. And then she said, some of my answered prayers. You are someone that I approached God about. And now you're here. Think about that. We called Kristen our prayer child because we had such a difficult time getting her here. And it was the prayers of so many people from a variety of places and a lot right here in this room that got that kid here. She was my prayer kid. Josh is just extra. Yeah. I mean, not just extra, but he's, you know. This is how she starts this. You're my son. I gave birth to you. You were the answer to my prayers. So listen to some things i got to say to you. And I think, by the way, she's starting it off right on how to get him to listen. What are some of the things that, that she says? This is interesting to me, what she tells him. Now, let, by the way, all, this is good advice for all kids and all sons. And he's particularly, he's a king. It's a good advice for uh, leaders and families. It's a good advice for government leaders. Our government leaders would take, really, really uh, uh, change their life if they followed this advice. Look what she says. The first thing, do not spend your strength on women. Your vigor on those who run kings. The first thing she tells them, you need to stand strong. You need to stand strong. You know, there's a lot of times when people can, uh, especially people in authority could, could, uh, could help and could do something, but they don't use the strength or the opportunity or the talent that's there available to them. Matter of fact, they let somebody else steal that from them. And her warning here is, is that women will do that to you. The kind of women who do what? Ruin kings. Now, can you believe somebody's political career could be ruined by a woman? I mean, it's surprising, right? Stand strong in your morals. That's what, it's, that's what she's giving him, that advice. Good advice. Stand strong in your morals. Don't get pulled away by the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life, those things. First John mentions, don't do that. Stand strong. And then she tells him not only stand strong, but she tells him to stay sober. Now you would think people would just automatically know that, right? You'd think that would be a no-brainer. But it's amazing how many of us have had a problem with that in the past, right? It's been difficult for some of us to stay sober. Look what it says here. It is not for kings, O Lemuel, not for kings to drink wine, not for rulers to crave beer. Why? Lest they drink and forget what the law decrees and deprive all the oppressed of their rights. Here's what happens to leaders and kings and, and, uh, uh, and, and, and people who are foremans on their job and all that. When you get, when you lose your morality and then you lose your thinking, you make bad decisions that hurt other people. And you're not aware of the other people's needs and what they, what, how they need to be taken care of. You hurt the oppressed. You oppress people. So he says you need, to, you need to stay sober in your thinking. By the way, doesn't that make sense why he would give this, uh, uh, the Bible would give the same advice 
to those who are going to serve as elders, not to be given to much wine, not to go down that road. Now, you know, now, this next little section, I know, you know, we always, when we talk about wine and beer, we always uh, get into this, can I, well, it doesn't hurt me to drink a can of beer, it doesn't hurt me to do this, all that kind of, you know, I'll get all the rationalization to do really what I want to do anyway, right? I mean, let's face it, that's just what we're doing. But, uh, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm not saying that's a, uh, that's a terrible thing, that's not an unforgivable sin, that's not a, a necessarily wrong biblically. Uh, I'm just saying we ought to listen to a mom's advice about some wisdom here. If it's good for the king, it's probably good for us to follow some of this advice. Because look what it says here. Now this is interesting. Let beer be for those who are dying or perishing. Wine to those who are in anguish. Let them drink and forget their poverty and remember their misery no more. Okay, that's it. If you're miserable and have no hope, line up down here. We'll just give you a beer. Is that what he's saying? What's the whole idea? Look, he's saying, look, a king's viewpoint... You can understand how people with no hope and no and, and miserable in life, you can understand why they go that route. You can even have some compassion about that. They're miserable in life. But that's not how godly leaders lead a kingdom. That that's how people who have no hope live. That's how people who are down in life live. That's how miserable people that's where they end up. That's not where kings end up. So as a king, you, you got to stay away from that. you got to stay sober-minded. Because you're making decisions that affect from the richest to the poorest in your nation. And as we make decisions that affect our families and we make decisions that affect those around us, we need to have some wisdom about that. Stand strong. Stay sober. Then it says to... Speak up. Look what it says in the next verses. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. God has always had in his heart and in his instructions his people taking care of needy people in life. Matter of fact, in James, he says that's what true religion is, right? It's, it's, it's taking care of the widows and the orphans. Basically, he says true religion is you take care of those who cannot take care of themselves. And as a king, your responsibility as a leader is to make sure that people, when you see them that are destitute and they're poor and they're needy, you need to recognize those needs. You need to speak up when injustice is happening to those kinds of people, those kind of folks around us. We need to speak up about those things. I watched just the end of a little story, I don't know, a couple of days ago on one of those uh, investigative channels or whatever it is. Uh, and some guy had spent 18 years in prison for something he didn't do. And only because some other people spoke up about the injustice was the thing looked into and settled. 
Speak up. You know, a lot, a lot of life has been lost in different times in our history. And a lot of devastation. Because someone in a country wouldn't speak up when an evil ruler was bringing disaster upon others. You don't think in Hitler's day the churches needed to speak up? You don't think in other kinds of times when there's injustice there needs to be somebody who speaks up? So her advice to this guy, her advice is really good. You stand strong, you keep a clear mind about you, and you speak up for those who can't speak up for themselves. That's just good mom advice right there, isn't it? That's what that is. Think about all the things your mom has done for you. Uh, I can't tell you, unless I don't know how many hundreds and hundreds of biscuits my mom has made with pots of chocolate gravy that we had at breakfast. Now, if you don't know what that is, you have missed out on life. But that's what we had for breakfast. Biscuits and chocolate gravy. And fortunately, I got the recipe. And Josh makes it great. So we're passing it on to the next generation. For the no, I can't tell you the number of times, you know, when we would just bring people into the house and she, she wakes up in the morning and there are just people sleeping on the floor on the couch because there are three boys and we just brought folks in and you just put more water in the beans and you spread everything out and that's just what you did, right? So the hospitality she taught me and my brothers and other people in our family, everybody loved and everybody around us called her Aunt Bonnie, even though she wasn't their aunt. It didn't matter, you know. They just called her Aunt Bonnie. And people loved to stop by the house and find out what she was cooking, you know. The things a mom does in serving, it's not, it's not the food itself, Right? It's the fact that somehow or another you feel very open to just bring people right into the middle of your household. And how many of us feel like that? You know, we need one of the things that needs to be restored in churches today, in, 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 our, in our culture, is getting people back in our houses. We need to put our feet under the table of other folks. And we need to have those conversations. We need to cook together, talk together, eat together, share together. We need that kind of thing. I mean, do you think about that? What the value of being in someone's home, uh, time and time again, the relationships that develop, the problems that get solved. The only reason we have to come up with small groups is because we quit having the small groups of hospitality take place. That's the real small group. And moms... They're the ones that initiated that and kept it going. So my mom always had, she didn't, know, she didn't know to call it a small group mentality, but she was always ready for one to meet in her house. Just come on in. I can remember my mom when I was little knocking on my bedroom door at night right before I went to sleep. She would say, Mikey? Now, they all called me Mikey. They, they can do that. And Margaret, Margaret can do that. 
Mikey, don't forget to say your prayers. And you know, that stuck with me. That stuck for whatever reason. That stuck in my mind. And so when I was praying last night about this sermon, I I could hear her voice ringing in my ears. Don't forget to say your prayers. What advice do you remember? Just for a moment in your own mind, just what advice do you remember that's been good advice you got from your mom? This king got some good stuff. What'd you get? Think about it now. Now look, I understand. Mom, Mother's Day is not a great day for everybody. Because there's been some of us, there's been some that are in this room that hadn't been a good mom, but you've turned your life around. And God changed your life. And you are a good mom. Because he, for, he forgives you and remembers your sin no more. And there are those who have lost moms in tragic ways, and it's a difficult day for you. There are those who want to be a mom and never could be a mom, and it's a hard day for them. So the empathy and the compassion for all those around us needs to be, that needs to be on our radar. You know, it needs to be on our radar. But, but even, I know I've had people, I've had other women speak words of advice into my life that benefited me and like a mom. Some of you have had that. There's one particular lady I, I call every Mother's Day. I didn't miss one. I'll call her today. I'm a little worried about today's call, to be honest with you. She's in a memory care unit now. Drove down to see her last year. She recognized me, knew me. We had a great visit. We had a great prayer. Uh, and I'm going to call her like I do every year. Last year I called. She remembered me. I knew she was having struggles with other things. Her kids were telling me. And I'm going to. I'm going to call Joyce, Smart, Joyce Moore this afternoon. And I'm a, I'm a little bit afraid she won't know my voice, you know. Uh, but that does not, the erasing of her memory does not erase the advice that I received from her and the example of her hospitality. When we didn't know anybody in South Texas, just moved there. The people who had us in their house every holiday because we had no family around and every time something came and celebrate every one of theirs just like we were family was Joyce Moore. She pulled us in. She pulled me and Susan in. Every time. Every time. I never felt like I didn't have family because of that woman. She just added to the top of the advice my mom would shown me on this thing of hospitality and the power of it. Stand strong, this mom says. Stay sober-minded. Speak up for people that can't take care of themselves. And then I added the one of practice hospitality. There's something about Having people in your house, that's a powerful thing. And I know I was taught that. And I hope you'll take and teach it to your kids too. Thank you, Mom. You know, thank you, Mom. Father, we love you. We're grateful for the day that we do honor moms.
Greater than that, we honor you. You who created the universe. You who created family. You who created the role of mother. You, Father, who has multiplied the kingdom through moms from generation to generation. Help us to stand strong and to stay sober-minded. And help us to be on the lookout for those that are hurting and miserable and destitute in life and meet those needs. Help us to take this mom's advice. Together with it, help us to practice hospitality and opening up our hearts and our homes. Grateful, Father, for White's Ferry Road Church, for the moms in this room that over the years have taught so many of our children, have been examples of godly women and humility and service, but in leading and in teaching and in studying and in all the other areas that have helped us grow in so much. For that, we're grateful. And we are looking forward to the great way that you use the moms of this church in the future. Thank you, Father, for the blessings of our mothers. It's in Jesus' name we pray with the help of the Spirit. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Well, that's it. That's all you get. But if you uh, have never been right with the Lord, we do want to give you that invitation. Baptistry's here. The water's fine. Come on in, you know, right? If you've never obeyed the gospel, that opportunity's here for you. If you've just been struggling with something in your family and need some prayers, we're, we're a forever family. We pray together. We share together. That's what our invitation's about. So we're going to have opportunity to do that and uh, uh, just be a family and, and take care of whatever family business we need to take care of to help each other walk in the Lord. Okay? So if you have a need, would you come while we stand and while we sing this song?